Buckle your pads and button your chin strap. It's the Thursday Morning Football Podcast. Good morning, everyone. My name is Brian Jennings, and welcome to the Thursday Morning Football Podcast. I'm joined by Avalanche forecaster Steve Palladino. Steve, as a safety precaution, what's the first thing you should do when you're about to get trapped inside of an avalanche? Uh, make sure your fantasy football lineup is set up. <laughs> Seriously, that's the first thing you would do? I, I would do that. Might have a big matchup. <laughs> All right. And I'm also joined by Snake Farm Zookeeper, Joe Boyle. Joe, now I know that you deal with a lot of different breeds of snakes on a daily basis, but what is the breed of snake that bakes? Got a little riddle for you. Um, the gardener snake because it's a woman. <laughs> That's actually a good it's guess. Go- it's gardening. Uh, it's it's a python. Ah, oh, nice. Just a little sexy to start our podcast. Hysterical. Yeah, hysterical. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So whether you're on your way to work or you're just waking up, spend an hour with us every Thursday morning as we debate and discuss the top games and stories in the NFL. Poke fun at one another through some offbeat topics. And realize how bad we really are at making picks and predictions. Uh, so we have a great show for you this morning. Uh, the regular season is finally here, thank God. Uh, and we have some great matchups in week one, beginning with tonight's game, which features Bills at Rams to kick things off. Uh, so on the show, we're going to talk about and break down the big matchups in week one. We're going to give you our top five Madden cover curses. Uh, And we're also going to make our picks for every week one game, as well as give you our eliminator picks. Ooh, yeah. All right, so let's get into it now. Uh, First game we're going to discuss is Thursday night game. It's Bills at Rams. It's on NBC at 820 Eastern time tonight. This game certainly has the potential to easily be the game of the week, possibly the game of the year. Yeah, this might be the toughest game on their schedule. Uh, Either this game or... Uh, the game with the Chiefs in week six or at Bengals in week 17. Uh, the Bills have some injuries in the secondary. Um, Tredavious White is out for at least four games, recovering from a torn ACL. Uh, safety Jordan Poyer is looking like he's going to play tonight after he hyperextended his elbow over a month ago. Uh, but other than dealing with injuries in the secondary, the Bills released rookie punter Matt uh, Reza uh, following the civil suit where he allegedly gang-ranked a minor. Uh, the Bills signed former Broncos punter Sam Martin for one year as Areza's, uh replacement. So, Joe, do you see the Areza situation as a distraction to the Bills entering this tough season opening game against the Rams? Uh, I don't I don't think it's that big of a concern in terms of distraction. I think there are other concerns in terms of football culture there, but um, especially with the information coming out that a lot of teams knew of some sort of legal issue before the draft. Um, the Bills said that they weren't aware of the situation before drafting him, yet several other teams noted that passed on him. Uh, the Buccaneers took a punter before him, despite him being the punt god. Um so it kind of calls into question how much research these NFL teams are doing so much research on these guys before they draft them. Um, and this was a civil suit going back to when 
he was in college at San Diego right. State, and there were issues with the uh, with the school dealing with it, and the uh, reading the reports, it's, it's terrible how how long this is going without anything happening. Um, so the Bills acting like they're saint like in this scenario isn't all too great, but with with such a veteran presence in that locker room right now, especially you add Von Miller, who's a leader on and off the field. I think it's almost like he's a rookie. He's not with this team anymore. I doubt he had many relationships formed, close relationships formed with those guys. So um, just in terms of that legal stuff, I doubt there's much of a distraction. It's behind them. It's a guy that didn't even wear the jersey for a regular season game. I don't think it's an issue whatsoever. Steve, what do you think about the situation with the Bills? No, I agree totally with Joe said. Um, I meant we're talking about a punter of everybody in the whole – you know, of the whole roster. What you, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I don't think it'll make and break the team to win. I mean, who they have last I think, year for a punter? I think Pat. I think Pat McAfee would t- would would uh, take you know spe- special case for that. I think I think punters. Oh. Like, <laughs> they have the sitting there. Half the game is ending. Half the game ends with a punt. Right? You're either you're either scoring or you're punting or you're kicking yeah, a field you as a Patriot, you know, you say like the Patriots won the teams, right? Or Patriots had to punt a shit ton last year. But how many punters did Belichick have all these years? Well, yeah, he had what he had. Uh, I don't know. I, you cut this. I don't. I don't know what punter they had. But <laughs> I'm just saying, in terms of special teams, it's all about football. It's all about field position, right? It's that tug of war in the middle of the field. Who can get on their side of the 50 yard line? And if you have a bad punter who isn't able to pin teams into their corners or, or you know, kick a good ball or, or understand how a ball needs to fly, I think I think punter is one of the more important positions in the game because of how significant it is in special teams. It's it's one of those positions where I feel like the common guy is going to look at it and be like, oh, he's just a kicker. He goes out there four times a game and does his thing and then gets off, but those guys also are competing with every other schmo who thinks like that too. So those guys are the best at what they do. And what they do is probably really, really stupid hard compared to what we have to do with our day to day lives. I personally, I think, I, I think outside, outside of his whole legal situations, if I had, if Matt Areza didn't have any issues, I would. That's like maybe like the final piece the Bills need because now they have a special te- a leader on special teams that can pin teams. Now you're bringing you're bringing in a veteran. I don't know much about the guy that they're bringing to replace him, but uh, I don't know. I I think just to say oh it's a punter. It's not the end of the world. It's kind of kind of like that's ha- that's your special teams right there. Let me ask you: Would it just be different if this was a starting quarterback in a situation with the punter? Well, yes, yes. It's different when they're it, the guy touching the ball fifty percent of the not, game. But since I understand, I meant you know, me as a Giant fan, Jeff Eagles was one of the key moments of keeping everybody away. He was kicking out of bounds to the one yard line almost every time. Um, but, but you're I'm just not saying with this situation for a rookie punter. You know, you, you cut your ties. You didn't say it like that to start. You said, oh, well, he's a punter. Oh, I know. But I'm saying for the whole story, <laughs> it would be easier to let him go and release him. As no, for I a think, punter for I the whole story. I think there's very valid points on both sides. I think a punter is is I think a punter is important to a certain extent. You know, a rookie punter like this, though. I mean, he was referred to as the punt god. I mean, he was pretty, pretty good punter from what I understand in college. But 
I, I think it's, I think it's, yeah, those are valid point, very valid points on both sides. Um, Can I also say just to, Steve, to your point of if that was a quarterback, what would happen? The difference between the two positions is the quarterback, the character issues that, that Matt Rizzo was dealing with. If he had those, if he quarterbacks don't have, don't make it that far with character issues like that. Minus like a Jameis Winston. Right, like if if it's a quarterback, it's on a bigger scale in college. If there's if he if there are issues leading up to that, where to show that they're not a good leader, they're not a they're not a good role model, they're not going to earn starting quarterback jobs and get to the NFL. If there if there's issues like that, so that's that's what I'm saying. If it was a quarterback, it's not it, it's a bigger deal. Yeah, because. People, people are wondering how the, this guy must be the best quarterback of all time if he's making it to the NFL with these types of issues. Yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, both become agreement that NFL's got really got to do their these teams got really got to do their their investigating due, and just due diligence, and just, yeah, and just get rid of these guys. Like that's it, you know. I think it's the NFL too. Just have, like the Ray, like the Ray Rice's and the Kareem Hunts. I mean, Kareem Hunt is still in the league. Um. Yeah. Uh, and Ray Lewis, got 11 games call back to last episode ray lewis murdered somebody mm. you know like it, greg greg hardy was in the league for like 10 years it, the, you know it, if you're good enough in the nfl and i definitely feels like it's changing but it's still kind of screwed up if you're good enough in the nfl there's going to be a team that takes you because you still have value you still you still win games you still you give the team a chance to play an extra game and make more money. All right. Well, that's not the only situation the Bills are going through right now. Um, I don't know if you guys saw earlier today, the Bills, or actually it was yesterday, uh, Bills signed tight end Dawson Knox to a four-year, $53.6 million extension through the tw- uh, 2026 season. Um, so... The thing with Dawson Knox, uh, he just lost his brother Luke, who uh, suddenly just passed away back in uh, August. So the the Buffalo community has been showing um, support for Dawson and you know the loss of his brother Luke. Um, do you guys think that is going to be any kind of distraction to the team, or, or even you know Dawson Knox? He'll be a key tight end coming into the season. I think he's one of the better tight ends you know in the league coming up. I dropped him on my leagues. <laughs> I think he's that talented. A, yeah. It's a good it's a good question, but you have to wonder like if there was any sort of question, why not wait to get the deal done? Because he was he wasn't a UFA, right? Like he still had a, he still had a year on his contract to play, or was he were they trying to figure something out? That I'm not sure about. So my just ultimately is like if if the Bills I'm sure he was a, I, I think he was on a year left. I think so, he had, yeah. If either party felt like it was going to be a distraction, I'm sure that contract doesn't get done. I think it, it's a terrible situation for Knox, but um But does this no. do anything no. so it doesn't do anything to the Bills heading into If the anything it, if anything it might be galvanizing in terms of, you know, it's when when one for Dawson, Dawson and the Knox family, you know. Mhm. Steve, and the contract could be like down the road maybe Give him a signing bonus now, and it won't affect like a year or two years to them to sign another player. The old so Deshaun, the the old Deshaun Watson contract. Yeah, just to, you know, get an extension now and then 
you know, the next two years may make up some room for the salary cap. So, but I don't think you're going to get better tight end. Who else is out there? I mean, everybody else got their tight ends locked in on other teams. Like available tight ends? Yeah. So, I'm not – Yeah. That idea was a good signing for him. And Josh Gronk. Allen, they're both young. Gronk would have been awesome with the Bills. No, oh, perfect. He's well, from there, right? Played her, yeah. He's from, yeah, the Gronks are from Buffalo. So, that would have been cool. But, I don't, like we said, we don't know. I don't – I doubt he's coming back. No, All right. So. Well, on the other side of the field, uh, the Rams are coming off their second Super Bowl win in franchise history. Uh, their first, obviously, since 1999, uh, when they had the greatest show on turf. Um, Matt Stafford played through right elbow pain last season and did not throw during spring workouts. Um, he was put on a throwing schedule during training camp, but Stafford said to the media there's no limitations with him. He feels great and he's ready to go for tonight's game. Um, Steve, do you see the Rams having any kind of Super Bowl hangover to the start of the season? Or do you see any kind of uh, concerns with Stafford's health or is, you know, the elbow pain he had? Brian, funny you say that I was going through this matchup. That was the first thing I wrote for my notes was Super Bowl hangover. Um, you know, I know they lost OBJ, but you do have Allen Robinson as a Cam Akers coming back um, to fill in. But, I, you know, Stafford should be fine. Hopefully that surgery will help all, everything in the shoulder. But, you know, he always puts numbers up during the years. And every season he does, he plays, even from Detroit on to the Rams. Um, but, no, I don't think it's going to be that much of a hangover. I think they're going to play well. Uh, that division, you know, I still think they're top of the line in that division. But he's a real good test for Stafford and his team. Um, you know, you have Von Miller on the other side, so I need to be a good test, and I'll, I'll no hangover. He'll be just fine. All right, Joe. No, I mean, I feel like the Super Bowl hangover thing outside of the Ravens from a while back. Like the last couple of Super Bowl winners have kind of been able to at least make the playoffs. I know when the Eagles won it, they just barely made it in. They were a wild card team, but um I feel like teams are so good now and guys are so consistent now and, and just the way the game is played that um and especially with Sean McVay, um, you know, I don't think I don't think Super Bowl hangover is as much of a concern as it used to be, but it's crazy to think that the team that just won the Super Bowl is the underdog in on the game lines coming into this. I mean, the Bills are minus two and a half, money lines minus one thirty four, and the over under is fifty one and a half. I mean it, it, it's crazy like you have like it's crazy that the Rams get two and a half points on the Bills. Like the Bills lost in the conference championship last year and the Rams won the Super Bowl. It's almost mm-hmm. like a no brainer to take the Rams with two and a half points. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um and then I, I think I what do you think? You think Allen Robinson's a good replacement from OBJ? Uh, Joe on that team. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, OBJ was there f- for the last three weeks of last season, or was it more? It w- it wasn't very long, right? Because he came no. over and he was injured. So, no. I think I think a guy. I think a more consistent guy. OBJ clearly had a place on a team because he could go off for a big game. But I think that's Cooper. Uh, that's completely fine. And you still have Cooper Cup over there on the other side. They still have Keenan Allen, right? Too, or no? That's Chargers. Am I getting that's those Chargers. two mixed up? My yes, bad. You are. <laughs> um, 
Scratch the Cam that. Akers cut, is coming back. Cut that. But no, I mean, I think that. Uh, <laughs> I I think yeah, good good addition. Do you guys think uh, the signing of uh, six-time All-Pro linebacker Bobby Wagner for the Rams is gonna? You think he's gonna make a big impact with that team? For this season. How old? How old is he now? He's old, right? He's got to be. Yeah, he's got to be climbing up there a little bit. Thirty-two. So, uh, I mean, he was a captain with the Seahawks. He's the same age as Von Miller, right? Von Miller's thirty-three. Bobby's thirty-two. Aaron Donald's thirty-one. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think you're getting Bobby Wagner from those that those Super Bowl teams, right? So. No, maybe, I, I don't think so. Maybe you you get you his veteran presence helps. Maybe that's something. But again, I don't even know the contract they got him for. But I I think adding a veteran adding a veteran can only do so much for your team if the team already the defense already won a Super Bowl last year, right? You have Aaron Donald. You have that veteran presence. Lost. You have Ramsey there too. You have you have Ramsey, and you have J.C. Jackson. I mean, yeah. Is is Wagner a step up from their previous linebacker in that slot? I don't know. A current Bobby Wagner, not a Bobby Wagner from a couple of years ago. I I don't I'm yet to be seen. I feel like. Well, I think it's good fill in from Von Miller. Is that who they had last year, Von Miller? So would you rather have Bobby Wagner or Von Miller? Oh, definitely Probably Von, Von Miller. Miller. Yeah. So. They, well, I mean, if you're like, trying to sign someone else, I think Wagner is a good fit. For sure. All right. Well, before we move on, just want to give this uh, quick tidbit about Josh Allen. He's the only QB in NFL history to have four straight seasons of six or more rushing touchdowns. Looks great. He looks great in shorts too. He looks great. You know, my, he looks great on my fantasy team, Joe. You you know, quarterbacks <laughs> good when they look good in shorts. Shorts or Wrangler jeans, right? Brett Favre, Wrangler jeans. Great, yeah. one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Josh Allen looks great in shorts. Great one. Right now, people are saying the best quarterback in the NFL. Jameis Winston, not a shorts guy. Keep keep your joggers and sweatpants on, Jameis. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. All right. So one more they, thing from the Bills, Brian. Sorry to throw. Yeah. No, go ahead. I mean, they just lost their coordinator, Brian Dable. Do you think anything will change? So yeah, different. Go, I think it's going to be a little goes. different. He's a Giants oh, head coach. Giants head coach oh, yeah. he's a Giants head coach, Steve. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. The only thing Steve really brings to the table. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you think a different, <laughs> you know, a different voice in his ear now this season will it have any effect oh, on man, their. So much love on this show. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I, the... I think it's definitely going to affect that. I think it's a quarterback sure, but... coach went to the coordinator now. So they had last year. Was Dabble calling the plays last year? Yeah, Dabble. Yeah, he was. Dabble, Dabble. Brian Dabo, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's the quarterback's coach, though, then, like, it's kind of the same guy a little bit, right? Like, yeah, I would say. If, any, if, anyone, if anyone, I'd almost prefer my quarterback coach to be talking to Josh Allen and Josh Allen communicating with him than, you know, how long was, how long was Dabo there when uh, Dabo Since he was Dabo? a rookie. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would almost, I'd almost say like it might be a better position for Josh Allen because it gives him more responsibility while also kind of having like a common voice because it's someone he knows. It's not like a random guy. 
Yeah, that's true. So is it Ken Dorsey? Is Ken Dorsey the one that's stepping in there now? Yeah, they're trying. Giants were trying to steal him away for a quarterback coach too. So the Bills kept him in. Any relation to Keith Dorsey? Wait a minute. Was Ken Dorsey? Was Ken Dorsey? He played quarterback. Yeah, he's a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he's the one who played at Miami, right? For the Hurricanes, I think. He's like very highly touted coming out, and he just didn't really have much of a career. If that's for Browns, yeah, I think that's the same guy. That's who I'm thinking of. Came out, yeah, he was a Miami Hurricane. Yeah, Miami. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly who I'm thinking of. All right. Well, that's enough of Ken Dorsey. Um, so yeah, let's move Jeremy, on. Jeremy Shockey is a coach at Miami. That's cool. I did not know that. I just Google. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the Patriots and Dolphins square off for the 114th time with Miami leading the all-time series 59 to 54. Seems like the Patriots didn't really make much noise this offseason. Uh, but on the other hand, the Dolphins were one of the noisiest teams uh, in the off during the offseason uh, with the hiring of Mike McDaniel, uh, giving him his first head coaching job, uh, the trade for Tyreek Hill, and the mess that Stephen Ross and Bruce Beal were involved in. Uh, but it seems like uh, the most concerning and talked about uh, for the Fins is Tua and his arm strength. Guys, we've already mentioned it uh, plenty on the show, and it's definitely a concern for them. Um, so he was just named uh, team captain for the first time in his NFL career, um, and that was a player-led uh, voting process. So the clock is ticking on Tua. He's at the ball, and we're wondering if the glass cleat fits. I oh, like that. Like the little play on on the. Okay. <laughs> so you talk about the pressure on Tua and the fact that uh, he doesn't have uh, any excuses now with the weapons, especially with the weapons around him. So Steve, how do you feel about Tua and this newly improved, new look Miami Dolphin team coming into the season opener? All right, I'm gonna flip this to you. What do you think about Ooh, your franchise like quarterback? Wow. Well, his obviously his arm strength is still a concern. Um, I do like the hiring of Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, although I do think they 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 did Brian Flores dirty. I mean, I'm I'm always going to believe that, but I mean, I, I like the guy who's at the helm now, Mike McDaniel, bringing that West part of that West Coast offense from San Fran over to Miami. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got plenty of weapons around him with Jalen Waddle, and you know, especially with Tyreek Hill and um, even Gasecki at tight end. Uh, I think they have a great backfield um, with Chase Edmonds uh, and uh, Mostert. So, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on Tua. I hope he does well. Do I think he's going to do well? I think it's going to be a little bit of bad and a little bit of good. So I think I think Miami coming into the season opener at home against the Patriots. Um, I don't want to give my pick away just yet, but um, – I think I think we're going to see some success out of Miami early on, um, but they're definitely going to have their problems down the road. Um, Brian, over under 232 and a half passing yards for Tua. Are you going over or under on that? I think I'm going under. I think I'm going okay. under. I think he's got to. I think he's got to get comfortable first um, to start the season. He's got to get used to Tyreek. I think a little bit more too. Who's running the ball for them? 
So I think I think Chase Edmonds is slated to start, but I think uh-huh. I think Mostert's going to take over. I think Mostert's faster too. Yeah, I think he's a better running back. And plus, Mike McDaniel. Sony Michelle left, right? Went to the Chargers. Yeah, Michelle with the Chargers him. now. Yep, they released him. So, but but Mostert is somebody that Mike McDaniel knows. He had at San Fran running the ball. So. I think eventually it's just a matter of time. I think Mostert's going to eventually. Hey Joe, I got a question for this for the uh, Dolphins' offense: Is how many reverse runs are going to have with Tyreek Hill in the backfield? How many trickeries they're going through with that offense? Well, Joe was talking about bringing back the Wildcat. I love for for the Dolphins. Well, Tyreek Hill would be perfect with. You got Tua and you have uh, Teddy Bridgewater there. Right, Bridgewater's the backup. So, so if Tua goes down. I mean, are we going to see that Wildcat come back? Or even with two in there, you just put Bridgewater on on the one wide out, and you got Tyreek on the other. I don't know it, it, anything. I feel like I feel like too with Mike McDaniel, like he needs he wants to kind of make a splash. So maybe you see kind of some flashy stuff. Maybe like even start the game with something like that. I don't know. Um, but reverse at- re- reverse runs. I would be almost concerned though because you're so Tyreek is now Tyreek was the number one wideout with the Chiefs, obviously, but he had the backup with Kelsey and Kelsey being a, a, a big time target for them. Right now, he is clearly the number one. Like there is no, you have Waddle, but Waddle's it, not the number one though. I mean, it's clearly no. Yeah, it's no, Tyreek, I'm so. saying is Tyreek is clearly the number one. So now, do you like? Comparing, I'm just trying to compare Waddle to Travis Kelsey. Like Travis Kelsey is, is more reliable than Jalen Waddle right now. Yes. So, um, you know, it's almost like there's more attention on Tyreek. So maybe that opens it up for Waddle. But it, there's a lot of pressure on Tyreek right now. There's a lot of eyes on him, and the way the whole offseason's been going, like he's been, it feels like the NFL's like NFL reporters been talking about him every week. So. I don't know if I want to be running a water versus with him because he he's going to be getting hit so much. Well, you look at you look at Mike well, McDaniel's playbook that he brings to the Dolphins, right? It, it's basically like a wide zone like run scheme paired with basically a West Coast offense passing scheme. So you know that it's going to be it's going to kind of be a mix, a little bit of both. But I think it's going to be a lot of passing. I mean, why not? You know, why don't you pass the ball more? You know, especially with with those weapons, especially with those receivers. So is, I mean, is Jalen Waddle is Jalen Waddle hurt? I don't believe he is. Okay. I think he's I think he's healthy right now. Well, do you don't think Hill's going to prove a point that I wasn't a really good wide receiver without like I didn't need Mahomes. So I really think he has something to prove this year too. Yeah, he can say I it wasn't Mahomes why I was such a good wide receiver. You know, it's gonna be mean. I could prove it to you guys now. What with Tua as my quarterback, I don't know. I just think Tua. It's gonna to take Tua a little bit of time to get settled in, get comfortable. Kind of like, you know, I know he's got a lot to prove this year, but um, I think it's just gonna be a little bit of a slow start for them. But Brian, I think that's gonna... a good team to have, though. A lot of guys proving themselves. Yeah, yeah. Brian Waddle was on the Dolphins injury report today. What was the injury? quad so it could be not it could be nothing but there's a reason they listed him is it so he's listed listed as questionable right now um 
it was just that, yeah. their, it was just the first injury report. It doesn't tell me if they're questionable or anything. Eleven players listed: tackle uh, Taron Armstead, Melvin Ingram, Andrew Van Ginkle were out with illness. So Waddle got hurt in practice today. Is that what you're saying? Um, it looks like that's what they're saying. Waddle, uh, wide receiver Jalen Waddle had quad was out with a quad injury. Chase Edmonds out with a groin injury. Miles Gaskin without was out with a neck injury. Um, anyone else interesting? Eric Rowe with a pec injury. Yeah, their status is unknown for the game. Interesting. Um, but it sounds like they've all been dealing with injuries. So maybe this has been something he's been practicing through. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't heard anything, so it, that's news to me. I um, guess you haven't been paying attention enough. I guess, I guess so. Uh, the big question with the Patriots, Joe, uh, is not so much their defense uh, as it is their offense. Um, and in particular, is their second-year QB, Mac Jones. What's it? Does he have a nickname, Mac Jones? Uh, Easy Mac, I think it was. Oh, okay. I see for some weird reason, I, like Mac Daddy Jones or something that came to mind, but I know it's not that. So, so Joe, I ask you, um, what do you see from the Patriots um, coming into this game at Miami? Um, well, I think it's funny because every for the last like ten years, like the Patriots have always been kind of like that little brother that's been annoying for the Patriots, right? What was it? A couple of years ago, the Miami Miracle where they did the the oh, uh, yes. that was yeah. uh, what three years ago maybe? Yeah, where Gronk um, was like way out of position. I don't know where he was yeah. playing on the field. But it's so that was more than three years ago if Gronk was there. But like and they chose an eighteen that okay. happened. So the Dolphins are seem to always kind of be like that thorn in the Patriots side, right? They're always kind of like pushing them around like pu- not pushing them around but snaking their way into wins against the patriots and now i like, the, I like the usage of snake there yeah, yeah. and nice. now the Dolphins. now all right i'm talking now the dolphins <laughs> now the dolphins are the favorite so you know you have to wonder does that get reversed or do the dolphins kind of just come out and push the patriots around but they're still the patriots they still got bill belichick and you know mac jones is mac jones is gonna have another year under his belt and the Patriots have Devontae Parker, former Dolphin now. And uh, everybody's they, saying, like, they could have him. No, I was just going to say they could have him. Everybody's I mean, saying that he could be. Well, yeah, yes. But everybody's saying that he could be the potential to be a clear cut, like, wide out number one for them, which I don't think is much of a stretch because of what they have right now. Right. I think one of the big questions. I think one of the big questions is who's calling the place too. Yeah. Um, no more. No more Josh McDaniels. Yeah, it was a Matt Patricia. He used to be the defensive coordinator. Uh, if that was. I think they've had a couple. They've had like a, changing. They've had a bunch of different guys calling. Yeah, plays. Joe Judge is back, which they could have. They've had they've had Patricia calling plays. I think that was kind of one of the storylines. Patricia was calling some. I think Judge might have been calling some. So, like, they're kind of just bouncing around right now, and that's kind of – it goes to that thing we were talking about with Josh Allen, like, too many cooks in the kitchen. If you have too many people trying to call plays, like, it's going to throw Mac Jones off a little bit. Yeah, correct. I, I think, Brian, I think Patriots would be – I think it would be fine. Um, I think they'll really run after the wild card, or if the Dolphins slip, 
But, you know, Mac Jones yeah. had a decent year, and they had a good record. And Belichick's still there, like Joe said. So I have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I mean, the wild card, let's face it, the wild card is going to be between, I think, both those teams. Um, I just have the Dolphins taking it instead of the Patriots. So the Patriots finished fourth overall in total defense and uh, 18th in sacks with 28 in 2021 last year. Uh, the Dolphins tied for fifth in the NFL in sacks with 48. So watch out for that Dolphin defense again this year. I mean, I, I took them in one of my leagues. Over under is 46 and a half. So both those defense, maybe go with the under there and kind of sweat it out for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also took the Patriots defense in my other league too. So, I mean, that's the defense you could always count on. Uh, so let's move on to Raiders at Chargers. Uh, guys, this is a, a preview to that uh, AFC West division that we've been hyping up and talking a lot about. Um, that's absolutely loaded. Um, you know, also, Joe, you know, another thing we've been talking about too, possibly four teams, all four teams from that division um, can make the playoffs, um, especially with that added wild card. Uh, so it's definitely a preview of what's to come for the AFC West. And it's also a chance for the Chargers to get revenge on the Raiders for knocking them out of the playoffs last season. That that memorable, uh, bitter overtime defeat um, in the regular season finale uh, last year. Um, so Steve, I think you already mentioned it, uh, or maybe it was Joe. I can't remember. Uh, Chargers just signed Michelle, uh, after he was released by the Dolphins. Um, and I feel like Chargers did nothing but improve over the off season, which is why they're my dark horse coming into this year. Um, so they, they basically redid most of their defense over the off season. They added JC Jackson, Khalil Mack. Um, they added three other defensive linemen. Um, they have edge rusher uh, Joey Bosa and all pro safety Derwin James Jr. returning. Um, they sat most of their starters throughout three of their preseason games. So there's a lot of pressure um, on this team heading into the season. Uh, they've only made the playoffs once in the past eight seasons, uh, missing the postseason in the past three seasons uh, consecutively. So, Joe, what are you expecting out of what proves to be the first of many exciting and thrilling AFC West matchups to come. Well, I think I made the same mistake earlier. I'm pretty sure I accidentally said JC Jackson, uh, the Rams signed him. So just getting the Rams and chargers mixed up all day. Yes, um, you are. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I mean, think this to, is to be fair though. They're both Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The Rams should have stayed in St. Louis, but, uh, it's interesting to think about this game and, and say, like, both these teams could be a playoff team, could be seeing each other in the playoff. Meanwhile, one team could be at the top of the division and one team could be at the very bottom of the division at the same time. Um, that's what I actually had in my prediction on Chargers. I think I had Chargers 1 and Raiders 4, but could see the char- Raiders squeaking out and getting a wild card spot. Um, plus 3.5 for the Raiders. It again feels like uh the chargers are like the hot sleek new team and i was thinking about this coming in do you guys think now that mahomes is losing tyree kill do you think that josh allen patrick mahomes kind of rivalry in the rams uh no i'm sorry the uh chiefs Bills kind of match up becomes Chargers Bills. Do you think the Chargers and Bills become become the top two teams in the AFC? 
Steve? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like Herbert. Um, I, I think so. I think that Herbert could pass out uh, Mahomes for that division, being the top quarterback. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I like that Chiefs mentality of they want it. Um, and I do love the Raiders as we picked. I got them winning the division. Um, so, but I, yeah, I think they could do it. Austin Eckler, Sony Michelle is a good pickup for them, you know, really late right now. And Brian said with their defense, I think Cleo and Max are a huge difference maker for that whole team and how they're yeah. going to play physical. We'll see how healthy he could stay too. I mean, he, he was hindered, you know, most of last season with the Bears. But Joe, that's but... a great game though. Herbert versus Allen. That'll be one hell of a game. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I mean. Last year, like last year, when I think back to one of my one of probably my favorite game to watch was that AFC Championship game between Josh and Patrick. And it's funny to say, like, oh, some like, phenomenal games last year in the dude, playoffs. It's funny to think, like, uh, oh, now it's going to become Josh Allen versus Justin Herbert. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is twenty six, so he had there's has a full career ahead of him. So I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is done. I'm just interested now. I feel like that the allure of the chiefs is going to drop a little bit, right? The chiefs aren't mm. what they were last year and they weren't, they aren't what they were when they were a super bowl winning team. Right. I agree with losing Tyreek Hill, do the chargers kind of fill in that new um, pretty boy sleek kind of everybody's favorite team along with the bills who are kind of hitting that at the same stride. And you have these two young teams with some veterans on them competing for an AFC title game. It's, it's, how often do you how often do we get like this many young quarterbacks in the same conference that could you know really make really change a game right i mean burrow make the all make the playoffs too i mean burrow the bangle uh burrow with the bangles patrick mahomes josh allen i mean justin herbert lamar jackson uh, I'll even throw Mac Jones can be there. I don't think I don't think he's going to be on a Josh Allen level, but get a team around him. He can well, let make me a ask difference. You, with, the, with the AFC West, you ever see so many good quarterbacks in one division? AFC, I mean, I mean, no. you got Wilson and you got Carr too. They're not, yeah, Carr, yeah, they're not you know, pushovers either. Said, I already said I think I don't. I'm not on the Carr train. I think Carr is clearly <laughs> the worst quarterback in that league in that conference. Well, I'm just saying from well, division, yeah, that, division, division, Joe, yeah. who's got better would say quarterbacks that. than they have lined up in that division alone? Who has a better quarterback in the AFC West than Derek Carr? No, no, I'm or, just saying for just division saying division itself. Division. Yeah, if you compare to each division, I mean that's really good quarterbacks from all of them. Hmm. I would say, oh, uh, I don't know. Most there's a lot of good quarterbacks right now, but yeah, you're right. Like in terms of just Super Bowls between two teams in that league, right? I mean, Mahomes and Russell Wilson. How many Super Bowls they've been to? I think the AFC East have an interesting quarterback situation too between all those teams. To uh, Josh Allen, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, not no, all not the same. Stuff. Not of the same of the AFC West, but like that's interesting compared to let's look at the AFC South, the Houston Texans. Who I don't even know who their quarterback is. Who, who are they? Uh, Titans are using Tannehill. Colts, Mills, I believe. Oh, they're using Mills. Colts are using Matt Ryan. The Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence. I mean, makes and then the AFC North is the uh, Ravens with Lamar. The Steelers. I think the Steelers are going with Trubisky, right? They just need yeah, a co-captain. Mm-hmm. Browns are right now going with Jacoby next year. I mean, be... Watson's there. 
Yeah, and then yeah, so I mean, actually, the AFC North has a really good quarterback. AFC has a lot of good quarterbacks right now. I still want to go against the, I, you know, the Chiefs. You still have Andy Reid there, and you know he's going to make his team play well, and they're going to be competitive. You know, he still have have his guys, mastermind on that team. Have you guys ever seen that picture of Andy Reid when he was in high school playing football? <laughs> was he off as a lineman? No, he was a he was a quarterback. I'm going to pull oh, it up. On, I'm going to pull it oh, up. I'll text, I'll text it to the group when I. Uh, oh boy, that that should be exciting. Um, well, I'm glad you asked that question anyway, Joe. I know we kind of like went on a rant with it, but I I have the Chargers and Bills in the AFC championship game. I mean, that's I have the Chargers. That's how far I have the Chargers going this year. Uh, I think there's more than capable, and I think they're going to meet the Bills um, in the AFC championship. Steve, anything else you want to add about Raiders Chargers before we move on? Oh, I just want to see Devontae Adams play. Um, see if there's a huge difference with him without Rodgers. How he fits in that offense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I need a zipper car. He has the weapon and he has the head coach. Yeah. So let's see, really, you could get his potential out for that team. Okay. It's funny you bring up Devontae Adams because uh, I have a little tidbit on him, too. And um, just, just to let everybody know, everybody out there is listening, uh, know um, all these facts that I'm reading off, they're either from NFL.com or NFL Network. Um, some really good facts that I found. Uh, Devontae Adams makes his debut for a Raiders offense that ranks sixth in passing, but 27th in the red zone in red zone uh, efficiency last year. Uh, the Chargers, meanwhile, they ranked fourth in red zone efficiency, but 21st in rushing in 2021. Just some interesting facts I wanted to throw out there. Um, so Why do you think the Raiders hired McDaniels then for that red zone? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> There's anybody you want who's offensive minded, yeah. I mean, McDaniel's isn't a bad option for that. I agree, Steve. Uh, let's move on to your team, actually, Steve. Giants at Titans. So the Giants are trying to rebound from uh, devastating injuries and disappointment of a four and thirteen season they had last year. Um, Steve, I'm sure that was very painful for you last year. Um, so uh, they're starting with uh, they're they're going to try and have a good start to the season this year, um, but it's not going to be easy going against that uh, tough Titans team um, in the Music City at Nissan Stadium. Uh, obviously, there are some big questions surrounding the health of running back uh, Saquon Barkley and QB Daniel Jones. Um, so I think, yeah, both have a lot to prove this season. Uh, there are big questions uh, for the Giants receiving core, Um you know, Kenny Galladay and uh, Kadarius Toney, uh, who both show a lot of potential. Um, you know, big questions are whether they're going to turn the corner or not this year, make big strides heading into the season. Um, Steve, I'm sure you're aware of this. Galladay underwent um, an uns uh, unspecified medical procedure during the offseason um, that he, he wouldn't disclose exactly what type of procedure he underwent. Um, so, and he's somebody who had suffered hip and hamstring injuries over the past few seasons. Uh, so overall the offense will look a little different this season for the giants with the new offensive coordinator in there. Who is it, Steve? Was there an uh, offensive was coordinator? Mike, uh, Kaleka or I forgot his last name. Is Kafka? Um, is that how you say it? Or Kafka. That's Ka what it is. Kafka or Kafka? Yeah. So he was the quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator for the chiefs. Um, yeah. So Brian Dabble steps into his first head coaching gig with the Giants after serving as the offensive coordinator for the Bills, as we already mentioned. 
So, Steve, I ask you, is your Giants team, new look Giant team entering the season, how do you feel? I feel a little different, but not a big improvement. Uh, I'm already going to toss this year up as uh, just a trial. Uh, I think it's more of Saquon and Daniel Jones proving that they're the top picks that we had. Um, I, I did like Tony. He was the, the biggest bright of the season last year. He's very talented. He's got to stay healthy. I think a big question is with the Giants defense, they have Wink in there, and we know him. He'll blitz as soon as he walks into the stadium. They're going to start blitzing. Uh, but I, it's more of Jones proving that he's the whole team. Uh, he's got to stay healthy, and they got he can't fumble the ball. They have to protect him. And I think Dable should open up the offense. Um, I love the quote this year that um, they reported is um, they asked Dable, what would you do different with Jones? What are you going to do with him? And he told him, it goes, when someone's open, you throw the ball. So it looks like he's keeping everything simple, which I, I – Hopefully that'd be a big improvement, but I just yeah, I just be a toss you, year. I just be by trial, and I think the year after they're gonna start building. Did he? So is it true? Did he spend most of the off season? Did Did he review uh, Daniel Jones? Did he go over like all the interceptions that he threw? Did you mention that already? No, but I heard he did. He went through all his plays, he, even his fumbles, and how he got hurt to protect himself. Yeah, can't be diving end zone like he got hurt against the Cowboys. Yeah, well, I, I think the defense is a big one. I, they they just released Blake Martinez, and he was the best linebacker we had in a few years. But I, I just I can't wait to see him being aggressive for once. You know, don't let the other offense do the tempo. We just you know speed him up and let the defense play. Right. Did they say why they released Blake Martinez? Uh, it's more of a mutual agreement. Um, I knew the Giants want to go younger for linebacker. Do you think so, he gets picked up somewhere? He should. You know where he should go back to where he came from was Green Bay. <laughs> go back where you came from. Yeah. Well, I'm saying I'd be a perfect <laughs> fit for him with the same system he knows. Oh, man. But what do you guys think? Uh, we think about Jones. Are you believing him or he just I, – I, this is his I, year. I think this is his make or break year. I think same thing with uh, Saquon too. I think no one was too high on that Barkley pick when he was taken because it's such a risky position to be taking a running back. And he hasn't really put together a healthy season since then. So, but but we know that we know that Barkley's talented, obviously. I mean, it's just a matter of him staying healthy. I think, but running and running backs don't last that long. So the running back should be the last piece you get in kind of building this team they should have just worked on the line waited for a quarterback that i don't know that's the answer that's i mean the sure answer you you know who the giants missed during that draft that got drafted was the eighth or ninth was quentin nelson that they could have dropped down and drafted him yeah but the colts were so happy to get him yeah and brian dable doesn't run much with the bills right i don't think they ran much last year last couple years josh allen was running Yeah. Well, they didn't have. Yeah, I mean, they have Singletary. Yeah, they definitely have a character running back. I mean, he's yeah. They were using Frank Gore for uh, For the first couple years. Yeah. I just mentioned one guy to be a lookout. You know, the Giants last couple years been having good wide receivers. Wendell Robinson. They Hmm. got him in almost fifth or sixth round wide receiver from Kentucky. 
or it could be earlier. I think third or fourth round. He's very fast. He was the when, fastest. I'm think almost Wendell, not yeah. Wendell. Let me Wendell. Wendell. It's W A. Um, oh, maybe. But he came out Kentucky. Uh, small, very short, but he's fast. Kentucky. It's a football school. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right, we're so we're gonna we're gonna look at the other side of this, Joe. We've uh, talked about it already, uh, but the Titans come into the season without their leading receiver, AJ Brown, who's now with the Eagles. Uh, Derrick Henry comes into the season uh, coming off of a Jones fracture in his foot, uh, which forced him to sit out. I believe it was nine games last year. Uh, something that we have not mentioned yet is the fact that the Titans just recently lost their uh, top pass rusher. Well, I mean, because it just happened. Uh, Harold Landry III, uh, after he tore an ACL uh, during practice this past week, uh, he led the Titans with a career high of 12 sacks last season. So, Joe, how much of a damper does this put on the Titans coming into uh, their first game against the Giants? It's, you know, it's something that they're going to have to work through and figure out and kind of find where that, missing piece comes on the defense now that that's not there. Um, offensively, you still – you get Derrick Henry back healthy. You still have Ryan Tannehill. You have Malik Willis in there too. I wonder at one point during the season where they say, let's get Willis some reps, maybe use him in, in an option scenario with Henry. That would be cool. They have Austin Hooper. I mean, they, they have uh, they have Robert Woods on, on the wideout who's pretty good too. I mean, they have weapons. Do I think that they're going to be the Titans that won a division? And and Derek, what was the year Derrick Henry blew up in the playoffs too? It was 2019. It's not going to be. Yeah, I think it's not it going to be 2019. That was unbelievable, be, by the way. Yeah, it's not. Is that going when he was like be, throwing guys around? Yeah, Just like tossing yeah. guys. Yeah, I don't. I it's very. Taylor Lewan's coming back from a pretty a pretty difficult injury to come back from, and that's kind of like their anchor on the line. I things are not looking bright for them right now. So, would you think this is a trap game? You think the Giants could take one? Oh yeah, I I think that I think the Giants are the favorite in this too. And gambling odds, yeah. Giants, no, I'm sorry. Titans are still Titans are favored by five and a half points. Um, so I would. Take the, I would put money on the Giants in this. Yeah, they think it's half. close then. The betting for five. Yeah. It's not that much of a blowout. So. Making me rethink my picks, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steve, anything you want to add about the Titans before we move on? Oh, uh, yeah. I think Blues and Brown was a big loss. Uh, him and Tannehill had a nice duo going together. Um, I And I, I like Tannehill. I think he has a great arm. It's just, do you, can you trust know? him? Can you win the big game? Well, some of the plays he still has a good arm. I mean, with Brown last year, they were. Um, but, I, you know, I think the team's going to load up on Henry. And you know, everybody knows that. I mean, how many times is he going to see eight guys in the box? Yeah. And that's when you go, and that's when you go, you go over, over the middle with something. Yeah, like, I think you're right. Hooper's in a huge year if they do that. Yeah. Well, just to get an idea, the Giants ranked 21st uh, in overall defense, uh, but ninth in red zone defense last year. The Titans ranked fifth in rush offense in red zone scoring in 2021. 
Um, so let's move on. Yeah, let's move on to the uh, Chiefs at Cardinals. And before I start talking about that game, uh, Joe, I just have to say this is absolutely hilarious. Uh, uh, the photo that you sent. Uh, and, yeah. the Andy Andy Reid Andrew Andrew Reid Los Angeles <laughs> California yeah I love it so this is from it looks like it's from December 13th 1971 how much big I also sent for comparison I sent a picture of him in the huddle with the rest of his team and they look like they're middle schools scores and he is a 40 year old man compared to that oh yeah he, why is he so much bigger get <laughs> the ball Andy. to Tucker do you, th- do you think he had a mustache back then? Do you think like he was just there's there's a good chance that he did, yes. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. Um so yeah, uh we have Chiefs at Cardinals. Uh the Chiefs have a new look receiving core now after uh, obviously trading Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Um now um Patrick Mahomes has to throw the ball to Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, Marquise Valdez Scantling, who I took in my draft uh, the other night, um, along with returners Travis Kelsey and uh, Miko Hardman, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's still in the backfield. Uh, didn't really have that great of a season last year, guys. Uh, he's kind of so-so. Um, they had Josh Gordon, but they but they cut him. Um, so where where actually where where is Josh Gordon now? Is he, is he with the team? You said that you said that, and I was like, no way, did Josh Gordon. Was, no, no way is Josh Gordon on a team anymore. No, yeah, I th- no, I did Tennessee pick him up? I no, because I, I have I have their I have their depth chart up right now, and he's not on it. You want to tell one guy that has many chances? Yeah, too too many chances, if you ask me. But he's not on the practice squad for Tennessee. No, it looks like he two days ago it looks like he might be on the Chiefs. Oh, so he yeah, he so he was with the Chiefs, but Tennessee, I thought Tennessee had grabbed him though on their practice right, squad. Titans, the first Titans, week. He's on the Titans practice squad. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, Chief, so Chiefs cut him and t- the Titans signed him to his pr- the practice squad. Right. What is the practice squad salary? <laughs> okay. So so as Joe's researching that. Um, Steve, do you see this being the same high-powered um, offenses in the league? You know, one of the best offenses in the league, I, I might add. I think I'm going to take a step back. Um, I, I do like the Juju Smith-Schuster's pickup, but he gets a, he's a head case, by the way. Um, all that dancing he does. And he kind of ruined Pittsburgh on some of his antics he did. But I mean, so I think that, is, just, that is most old man yelling at clouds thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the damn but dancing. Do you remember the game he did that? <laughs> the, the damn Bengals? dancing he's putting on the face snap. But we, would you like it like we did against the Bengals and they came out and destroyed the Steelers. The, don't do it. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like dance if you want to dance. Let the guy dance. Oh, man. It all, yeah, it's when you score a touchdown, you can dance. You got an end zone. It's all part of that no fun. What is it? No fun league? Yeah, no fun league. Is. And Steve is the commissioner of it. <laughs> Sign me up. Can I take Odell's salary? <laughs> I, bet, I bet Steve doesn't want steroids in baseball either. Oh, man. Well, I don't know about that, Joe. <laughs> what? I, I don't want My favorite player was Giambi. He took steroids. 
Yeah, well, I'd rather go back to Sammy So well, This isn't a baseball podcast, but Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire <laughs> was much more exciting to watch and fucking summer summer of '98. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. A great 30, that was a great thirty for thirty. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was awesome. Let's, um, let's, so uh, practice let's... squad player practice squad players make eleven thousand five hundred a week or two hundred and seven thousand if they're a practice squad player for the whole eighteen weeks. Which I'll take is it. Pretty, yeah, pretty sign rare. Me up for, sign me up for the practice squad. Uh, I'm but good. Veteran to go. players, veteran players with over two years of experience will make a minimum of fifteen grand per week. Wow. Right. And then over two hundred and seventy-seven thousand for eighteen weeks. You know that's really not a bad gig. I mean, that's, no. if you think about it, it's not a bad Just gig be, at all. All you do is be Derrick Henry's like tackling dummy in practice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you Steve, see that video? Steve, are you up Did, for that? <laughs> hopefully, I can last. <laughs> have you guys? Have you guys seen that video? Of, there's like guys on the Titans practice team. That Derrick Henry would just sit there and work on stiff arms by just having them lay on the ground and them try and get up and he'll push them back down. <laughs> That's their job. Is Derrick Henry has to literally oh, just push them over. Oh man. Oh well, Joe, do you see? Let's so so talking about the Chiefs still. Do you see the Chiefs being that same high-powered offense in the league heading into no, this year? With- I think there will be a drop. I with I, I do agree with Steve. I don't think Juju is um, Tyreek for. Because of his damn dancing. Um, <laughs> no, I think also he's kind of injury prone. Uh, he he never really could deal well with being uh, the number one target in Pittsburgh. So now he goes to Chiefs where at least he splits the reps with, tra- uh, with Kelsey. But now Kelsey gets a bigger target in his back. So Kelsey's not going to have the same amount of success. Um, but you still have Patrick Mahomes, right? So, I mean... Patrick Mahomes kind of leading my offense. I have a lot of faith in him. I'm sure they'll figure it out, and I'm sure they're still a playoff team. If they're a division winner, a wild card team, though, is yet to be yet to be seen. Yeah. Well, Brian, too. How about Andrew Reid's pass to the Eagles? How many times they had number one wide receivers all those years? Yeah, that's, that's until they a good had To at one point, but they really never had a bunch of really good wide receivers when he was coaching, and he always had a good offense. Right, and, oh, a, and a great quarterback, too. Brian, I'll give you three guesses. Who is the former Dolphin that is Patrick Mahomes' backup? Oh, would it be... Oh, I'm trying to think. I can't remember who they're... Oh, Matt Moore? No, no they, that's they a have, good guess. They have Matt Moore still, don't they? Or no, I don't going. know. I don't think... Yeah, he... But it that's a good kind of age, that's a good kind of age to be hanging around like that kind of era of Dolphins quarterbacks. Yeah, I I don't know. I can't remember who they've they've had over the years. Who is it? Yeah, you're just Chad Henney. Oh, Chad Henney. Any <laughs> Henny given Sunday. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. I was gonna say Chad Pennington. Chad, Chad Pennington <laughs> <laughs> from 2004 back from the dead. Oh man. All right. Looking if, at the, I mean, did were Chad, was Chad Pennington drafted the same year as uh, Tom Brady? Oh, maybe he might've been. I don't think he was one of the ones taken before Brady though. If, if Chad Pennington was drafted correct. in 2000. Yeah, that is the year. 
I think yeah, Brady was or was it nineteen ninety nine? I can't remember. I no, I think it was. But you know they were drafting the same year. Same year, was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good memory. So I, wow. I I guess I I wasn't a good memory. I googled it, but oh, um, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to give you credit. Uh that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. G- Giovanni Carmazzi, Chad Pennington, Chris Redman, a bunch Spurgeon of known, Wynn. Known, yeah, no namers. <laughs> yep. If you look at that list that went up before Brady, it's ridiculous. I think one of the guys is even a goat farmer now. I can't remember who it is, but all right. Uh, looking at the Cardinals, uh, there was some talk surrounding Kyler Murray's big $230.5 million contract that he signed over the offseason, uh, which required him to complete, as you guys remember, uh, four hours of, uh, quote, independent study. Uh, the contract has since been revamped, and that addendum has been removed. Also, Kyler will be without his top receiver, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who I also took in one of my drafts. Uh, smart, smart move by made on my part. Uh, who is out for six games for violating the league's policy on performance-enhancing enhancing substances. Uh, this could give opportunity to others. Like, did you guys see that USFL star uh, Victor Bolden? Looks pretty good. I I, I have to say. He could actually make some noise for the Cardinals this year. In second-year receiver, Rondale Moore. Steve, you have him, right? On, on yes, your I team. do. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Joe, we'll start with you this time. Um, how do you think Kyler Murray uh, starts the season off? Do you think it's Cardinals uh, picking up where they left off last season? 100%. So, I think Kyler Murray is going to have a great year up until October 28th. On October 28th, the new Call of Duty drops. And there are statisticians <laughs> out there who have said whenever after a new Call of Duty drops, Kyler Murray's QBR drops by at least five or six points. Oh, my goodness. Where are you finding this stuff? <laughs> what, <laughs> what is it? Hold on. Let me, I'll, pull, I'll have to source this. So oh, I'm not my goodness. At. Um, but no, I mean, on a real note, I, I, I'm interested in seeing Kyler Murray was calling plays in the preseason. So I'm interested in seeing if that transitions into him having more of awareness when he's out on the field and it's still Cliff Kingsbury running the show, right? I mean, it's still, who I think is a pretty, I think he's a good coach. I think he's a top one, a top five coach. Yeah. Um, right. and they they have to just wait for D Hop to come back, right? Which is what six weeks, six weeks, yeah. So, Steve, how do you feel about the Cardinals entering the season? Uh, I think with um, you know, Murray's big contract, uh, hopefully, it's not too much pressure on him. Um, Brian, I think you forgot to mention too, they have Zach Ertz there for a tight end, yeah, they do. Uh, who when, actually, when healthy, is a really good tight end, yeah, and uh, I always think... makes big plays and. I think and he's used is... to running quarterbacks too. Remember, he right. played with Vic for a little bit. He's used to that kind of scheme. Yeah, um, I think him but... and his wife just—they uh, uh, just introduced a new child into the world too. I think uh, they good just... for them. Congratulations! Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is is it his yeah. wife or his sister? It's an Olympian. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it might be. Is it his? Is it his? Well, you said his sister, right? It's. It, I, I think it's a sister now that I say. I think his sister. Oh, is it a sister? 
Oh, it's either one. I'm too busy googling these uh, Kyler Murray Call sets. Of Duty. About that. Call of Duty. I Call have it. Kyler I have Murray it. Whenever sets. you, whenever you want to cut to me, I have it. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You're on. <laughs> so it's uh, it's Kyle covers on Twitter, and it's not when the new Call of Duty drops. It's double XP weekends. So whenever there's a double XP weekend for Call of Duty, Kyler Murray's stats uh, drop. Murray's so his time. I didn't spend this time. Let's be clear. I found this on Twitter. No, where's Kyle Murray spending his time during a double XP? Playing Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point. That's the oh, point, so, Steve. So, yeah. Well, was, I know. How's was, the independent study doing? Stop playing Call of Duty. Murray's average passer rating on non-double XP weekends is 97.43. And it's 89.65 <laughs> on double XP weekends. Oh, my showing goodness. A minus 7.77 difference on double XP weekends. Wow. Passing yards is yards go down six yards per game on hey, average. Hey, all I know, I'm just going to say this. All I know is I've had I've had Kyler Murray the past couple of seasons. He's done fantastic for me fantasy-wise. This is, so. this is the most telling thing, though. Uh, on non-double XP weekends, he's 18, 16, and 1. And on double XP weekends, he's 4 and 7. Oh, very boy. interesting stats. <laughs> so he's very, very out of eleven games, he's winning four of those. If there's a double XP weekend, I think if I'm if I'm the guys at Call of Duty, I'm dropping double XP weekends like it's nothing <laughs> and putting a ton of money on whatever team the Cardinals are playing. So, did the Cardinals oh, ownership boy. buy out Call of Duty or pay him not to have double XP until the season's over? I don't. Th- I I I think Call of Duty might be more expensive than owning them a nfl team at the moment oh boy so i have more we should do we should do a professional video game podcast i'm in all right so i i just researched this really quickly i yeah so zach ertz and his wife u.s women's national soccer team member julie ertz announced the birth of their son Uh, so his name is madden matthew ertz and uh, I believe, yeah, I think that was back in, I think it was back in August. So, yes, they did just welcome a child. Um, and one more so, thing, Brian, I think this yeah. might be a, a great matchup, too, over to Bills and Rams. This could be a high-power offense game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either, I would say either this game or, I think you yeah, take the over. Or, or, or Bills, Rams. Yeah. You take the over with this? High scoring? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's the over? I haven't looked it up, but I'm going to assume it's probably going to be, what, 49.50? It's 53 and a half. Oh, wow. Way off. <laughs> it is. Well, that's three well, points. I don't, I don't know if you guys – That's but... a that's a big statement from a guy who doesn't sound like he's doing a whole lot of gambling. <laughs> I've had to take out loans on some of the money I've lost in NFL oh, games. Geez. Oh, You boy. want to take over on this game? No. I don't want to take the over <laughs> in any game. I – when I take the over, it's a more exciting game to watch because I, I I cheer for points. I don't care who's scoring; I just want points. But I'm literally pissing myself the whole game. <laughs> well, before we before we move on to Bucks Cowboys, because that's the uh, last game we're going to talk in depth about before we move on to our next segment. Um, I don't know if you guys heard Cardinals uh, cornerback Antonio Hamilton. He suffered a freak accident last week after spilling oil and badly burning his foot while cooking uh so they actually the cardinals actually had to place him on injured reserve so a little bit of a 
uh, a loss for the Cardinals there in the secondary. Um, did you guys hear about that, by the way? No, I, I thought there was a, I thought there was a joke coming. I thought you were signing yourself no, up for that's, a punchline. No, that's actually no, that's actually for real. <laughs> by the way, oil gets very hot happened. when you have it on the stove. Yes, yeah. yes, I would not want that landing on my foot. How do you guys uh, dispose of your oil? How do you do? You, are you guys uh, taking care of your bacon grease, bacon grease, and that kind of thing properly? You dump it in a plastic in, bag. Yes, sir. You don't put it in the sink. Yeah, you plastic take it bag in the, and throw in the garbage. It, no, 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 no. You take it in a plastic bag and you go next door and toss it at your your neighbor's front door, who you don't get along with. All right. So uh, before we move on, the, the Chiefs ranked fourth in pass offense last year, while the Cardinals ranked seventh in uh, pass defense. So that'll be a very interesting matchup. Um, so we're moving on to the Bucks at Cowboys, uh, which I believe is that the. Yeah, that's the Sunday nighter, right? Yes. So this game Broncos yeah. Seahawks Monday night. Yes. Uh so it looks to be a pretty good one. Uh Tom Brady finally returned to the team, as we already um mentioned, I believe on last last week's show. Um, after being away from the team for pretty much all of the offseason and uh pretty much all of the yeah, most of the preseason too. Um so Joe, did we ever did we ever figure out what was it ever said what happened? I was trying to find something. He, I think it was speculated that he was primarily spending uh, time with his his family. But I know um, there's there's stuff going on with with his mother. Um, there was speculation that it might have been him and uh, he was in Costa Rica and him and Giselle got in a fight as well. Oh, okay. They were they were in. I know his mother mother so, was no, having they, health concern health issues. That, that was that was a rumor. The mask singer is still up there for a rumor. Um, uh, there are marital issues as well. Was a rumor. I don't think we're ever going to really find out what it was. I also think it could have very well been like Botox or something. Because if you saw some of the pictures from his press releases after, my boy was like cut in the face. So, oh no. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we'll ever get a full uh, explanation, but. He's back. He's ready to go for week one. Yeah. And the Bucks take on the lowly, lowly Cowboys. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, only, it's only a two and a half point spread, which is nuts. Right. Right. Hammer so, the Bucks on that. Yeah. So, so whatever the case may be with Brady, uh, either Todd Bowles or, or senior football consultant uh, now for the Bucks, Bruce Arians, are, are concerned about Brady's absence, and and why should they be right? I mean, we already mentioned this last week. I mean, with Brady, you just you don't have to worry about the guy. He always shows up to play. He's always focused. He's always ready. Um, so, Steve, what do you see with the Bucks heading into this game? No, I to be honest with you, I have them winning by a close margin with them. Um, no, I think Brady. Hopefully his head's on right. He's ready to go to pick apart that Cowboys defense. Um, I didn't think losing Grock does hurt, uh, but you still have Julio Jones. You know, you still got Fournette. You can run. Um, but, you know, I can't vote. can't go against Brady. Um, Don't forget the, the Bucks for my Super Bowl pick, if we all all remembering. I have the Bucks. Oh, I remember. Those. I remember yeah. that. We all had different <laughs> picks, but we all – I think we all had uh, – did we all have the – was it the Bills? With all the I think, bills in there? I think that's like that's a scary thing is that everyone is saying the bills right now in the Super Bowl, and most people are saying winning. There yeah. was a uh, 
there's a graphic again on Twitter. I forgot who tweeted it out, but from one of those NFL like talking head shows, and they all had their predictions for the Super Bowl, and it was everyone picking the Bills over a different team. Yeah, I think it's it's just inevitable that like they're gonna lose. Yeah, Joe, what do you think about the the Bucks though coming into this game? No, I mean they're still the Bucks, right? I mean, yeah. Once they get Godwin back, they'll be a hundred percent scary. But they get Julio Jones, Mike Evans. There's really no difference in this team, and they get Brady. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to be great this year. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna come in and stomp. The, I, I don't think this is gonna be a close game. Okay, well, the other side of it, the Cowboys finished. <clears throat> excuse me. Cowboys finished with an NFC East title um, in 12 win season last year. Um, they don't have Amari Cooper anymore, who went to the Browns. Um, and they also lost their eight time Pro Bowl tackle uh, to a torn hamstring uh, that he suffered during practice. Um, so they went out and signed tackle uh, Jason Peters, who's actually, uh, he's, he's up there in age, guys. Um, I believe, is he 40? Is that what he is? And close to it. Yeah, he's either 40 or yeah, he's either 40 or close to it. So still have Mike McCarthy running the show um at head coach. So um Steve, what do we think about the Cowboys um heading into this matchup? I mean, you still have Prescott, you got Elliot. Um, you know, what do you have? Was a tight end Schultz there too? So they still have a you know a decent team. Um, I just could Prescott get over the hump and actually win. Uh, you know, that's they always have the talent around them. Um, but it's still the Cowboys. So I need a tough matchup. At least they're home. They might give them a fighting chance. But, you know, I think Prescott will make a turnover and they'll lose this game close. I'm going opposite Joe for a blow, but I, I think the Cowboys will make a run and drive down the field. But I think Prescott will probably throw an interception. Okay, Joe, how do you feel about the – Cowboys. I'm not like, are we, what's our feelings on Dak Prescott at this point? How are we feeling about him as a quarterback? Cause I am kind and also Ezekiel Elliott. He's looking like a, he's looking like a thick boy. He's looking more like an offensive lineman in preseason <laughs> than a running back. How are we, how are we uh, feeling about that's kind of like that two tandem. Everyone's like been pre- praising for so long and they outside of winning a couple of divisions, they've done nothing. I mean, you know, I feel like Dak still has a lot to prove, you know, like he hasn't really been successful in terms of like, you know, uh, wins in the playoffs. And uh, how many times has he taken them to the playoffs? I don't, I don't think it's, is it that many times or I don't even know. Yeah, just can't go, just can't win the big game. Yeah. Just can't, can't win the big game. So, you know, I, I drafted Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, I, I kind of didn't want him, but. Now I'm stuck with them. So, but uh, yeah. When did just, you get him? Did you get him late, or do you have to? No, I think I got him early. Ew. <laughs> I got him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. My my thoughts. So, hold on. I got the Cowboys uh, last time right here for you. Uh, last year, twelve and five, first in the NFC East, lost in the wild card. 2020-2019 uh, did not make the playoffs. Went six and ten, eight and eight. Lost in the divisional in 2018, didn't make the playoffs in 2017, lost in the divisional in 2016, 
they haven't won a playoff game since 1995 when they won the Super Bowl. Right. So it's not necessarily a matter of him getting being able to get them there. I mean, he's got them there. They just can't win. They can't win a playoff game when he does get them there. I think so it's been a little bit Mike, of a mix. Mike McCarthy being in year three, year year one for him, they go six and ten. He's kind of inheriting a whole lot of mess. He's trying to clean stuff out. Usually that year two is a good barometer of where a team is with a new coach, and they go 12 and five. So, you know, now in the third year, maybe, you know, you see some success and they finally get over the hump of just winning one playoff game. But, like, if we're just focusing on quarterbacks, like, Dak is not one of those guys I think, like, is a difference maker for a group. I put him, honestly, like, this might be a hot take. I think him and Tannehill are kind of the same level of quarterback for me. Yeah, I, I could actually see that. I could see that. And I'm not winning. I'm, I don't think I'm winning a Super Bowl with either of those teams, with either of those quarterbacks. Yeah. So you think they're like more game managers than anything? I think they are a third tier quarterback that I can put in. I know they will give me a chance to win it, but they're not a guy like Joe. I'll even say they're not like a Joe Burrow who I feel like I can not only build my franchise around, but I know will bring me success. Yeah. They're guys who I know can win me some games and keep me afloat while I look for that final missing piece, which is my franchise quarterback. Right. Get me to the playoffs and hopefully win me a playoff game, but Dak's not even doing that. Shit. Dan, the other thing doesn't help the Cowboys either is Jerry Jones. He's always impatient too. And he's always involved. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's like a distraction. Like to the Cowboys a lot. Jason Garrett was with the team from 2010 to 2019. Yeah. In those nine years, they made they made it to the playoffs three times. Right. So, and lost. And lost three every times. time. Yeah. So. All right. Well, the the Buccaneers offense was first in passing and second in scoring last year. While the Cowboys led the NFL in defensive takeaways with 34 and tied for first in turnover differential with 14 last year. So Cowboys defense was surprisingly, I mean, I feel like they were like quietly good last year. In, Wasn't Diggs' brother on there? So, the, um, the yeah, linebacker? I his first name. Can't think of his first name. But, uh, okay. So we're going to we're gonna move on to uh, the Madden cover curse rankings now. Um so we're going to get the controllers out, play some video games, uh, rank the worst Madden cover curses of all time. Um, and a little bit more with that too. Um, I think Steve, you have some, you have some extra stuff to go along with that too. Um, in terms of like soundtracks for Madden games and stuff like that. Um, so they didn't start putting football players on the cover of Madden until 2001 guys. Do you remember who that was? The first Eddie George, Eddie George. Eddie yes, George. Eddie, Eddie George, great running back for the Tennessee Titans. He was the first <laughs> football player to be featured on the cover of Madden. Um, you know, and Madden was the one who was on the cover before that for all those years. I think Madden, the video game, I think it started back in 1988. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that was the first man that came out. Um, so, Joe, we're going to start with you. Um, give me your your top five worst men cover curses of all time and you can go through them and explain why you chose each each cover for for uh your one through five start with five actually go from five to one so start yeah start with number five 
and just explain yeah, it through. I, I, I would go um, number five would be Megatron for 2013. I feel like after Ooh. that, he he was hurt a lot. I think he missed the whole season after that cover, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, Again, a Hall of Famer wide receiver, guy who wasn't really the same. Kind of really feel like I don't believe in the Madden curse or anything like that, but it's uh, it's just an interesting one. So I'm just going to – after this one, I'm just going to kind of go until I go to number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gronk at number four. Uh, after he was on the cover, didn't really do much. Again, I think he missed a lot of the season. Um, there's not a whole lot. Uh, three, <laughs> three. I'll go OBJ again. Had his sick catch on the cover of that one. Um, two. I'll go Antonio Brown, 2019, because after that, not only did he deal with injuries he lost his goddamn mind <laughs> um yeah and that was yeah. and that was a detrimental thing to um him and honestly this whole time i my name is slipping me for number one the texas quarterback who was a boss vince young vince young for number one just or is that was that vince young or steve mcnair on LA? Steve. no that was vince young yeah. Okay, so Vince Young, my number one, just gets a gets a cover and then never plays in the league for longer than what five years. All right, very interesting list. All right, Steve, what do you have for us? Your top five, and you could start with five. So I have OBJ. Um, Wait, hold just... on. That was my. That was just my men. I, I my. I want to talk more about men covers after this. So let's get through these curses. Okay. Yeah. So I want OBJ. Um, just more of his on the field, you know, antics and everything else that he did. Uh, number four, I do have Megatron, uh, which I'll say kind of like really face off. And how, well, he retired. How many years after that did he retire? Um, not much longer after. I yeah, give him like three or four, much. three or four yeah. years, and and he was battling injuries that whole time. Mm-hmm. It definitely was. Uh, number three, I went with Vince Young. Um, just he just fell off the face of the earth, really, with his career. <laughs> Um, number two, I went with Michael Vick. Um, it wasn't that much longer, but you know, everything that happened and the dog fighting, just his whole career. What happened it, with Michael Vick? <laughs> what, what happened to Michael Vick? He went oh, to geez. the Eagles after that. No, I'm just saying career rise and life wise of the Madden on the Madden cover. What of it? Wow, do I mean? have a surprise for you, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> i remember i think it was so aging myself a little bit here 2000 like 2004 i'm in i'm in probably fourth grade i oh wanted my goodness i wanted a red michael vick jersey so badly because of that video game did you ever get one no <laughs> I think hey, I Brian, actually told Joe what I was Vick. wearing in high school and uh, middle school and high school jersey. It was it was Michael Vick? I had the black one. Oh, I think I did too. I think yeah. I had Michael Vick jersey too. Yeah, had the same same thing. It was the older <laughs> one though. It wasn't the newer one. And my number one is uh, Peyton Hillis. That's my wow. favorite cover though. Yeah, that's Peyton like Hillis. easy one because, but that was such a random one. He had one good year. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, what is it? Is it a curse or is it just like <laughs> jump the gun on a guy a little bit? One, one hit blunder. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that. I was gonna say that's my probably if we're ranking our top three covers, that's like up in my top my top favorite three. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll quickly give my list and then you guys can. I mean, you, I know you guys have some extra stuff you wanted to add for like just the Madden covers in general, but. I'll start with number five is uh, Dante Stinkpepper uh, from 2002. Why would you put that guy on the cover? First of all, the guy I was knew you're putting him on your list. Absolutely terrible. I mean, look at who he was throwing to. Look who he had to throw to. I mean, when you have it, Randy Moss and Chris Carter, I mean, you're gonna they're gonna make you look good. I saw so, so in sorry Brian to cut you off in 2009 or 10. I want to say I saw Dante Cup. Culpepper played professional football against the Hartford Colonials. Do you guys remember them? Well, yeah, what league was that? That was like that was the... like USFL before the USFL like re became legitimized. Like it was like a semi professional football team in Connecticut. Uh, Colt Brennan played on them after uh, Josh McCown was on on the Colonials. Like oh had some le- had some legit guys play there. But yeah. I watched Dante Culpepper play against Josh McCown. Uh, I think it was at Rentschler, so it's like a legit field. Wow. And it was nuts to see that happen. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. All right. No, it's all good. That was an he interesting won a super. He, he, won, he won a Super Bowl, didn't he? No. No, Dante oh. Culpepper did not. Okay. No. All right, for number four, I have Antonio Brown, and I think, uh, yeah, Joe from 2019. I think you you already pointed it out. The guy just like he had really, I think, a few really good years with the Steelers, and absolutely just lost his mind after that. Um, number three, I have Vince Young, 2008. Um, yeah, I think Vince Young. He had that one really solid year where he brought the Titans to the playoffs, and you thought they were going to do it, and just nothing after that. Just I don't know what happened. Um, and number two is Peyton Hillis. We already mentioned it from t- uh, 2012. Um, had the one really good year, and then, like, what happened after that? Had a bunch of injuries and just fell off the face of the earth. Number one is <laughs> – Joe, you're going to love this one. Number one is Michael Vick, 2004. So the reason why I have Michael Vick as my number one was I very, very rarely do you see quarterbacks of his caliber – and, and quarterbacks that could do what he did. I mean, he basically transformed the quarterback position um, when he was on the Falcons uh, with Dan Reeves. And then I think it was Jim Moore Jr. that took over after that. But Michael Vick, for somebody who can who can run and, and throw the way he did, like just multifaceted, like for a quarterback, unbelievable. It was like eye-opening when he first came into the league. And I – that I. I had Madden 2004. I mean, that was probably my one of my all-time favorite Maddens that I had. That's the, that's the meme, right? That's the meme, like Michael Vick. Like, if you're going to take any player from any sports game ever, it's Michael Vick 2004 because yeah, he was right. so overpowered. Because when he was on the field, like at, you know, like at the quarterback position for the, especially for the Falcons, it looked like he was in a video game, just like yeah. running all over the field, making defenses look foolish. You guys remember that? that one run he had in overtime, I think it was like 2002. He had that one run in overtime against the, the Vikings in Minnesota where he just had the two guys just like collided with each other. 
and you just hear like the guys screaming like this is over oh my goodness this is this is over like it just crazy you know for so, a playoff game against the packers yeah yeah and then i think it was the first time green bay in their history ever got beaten at home in a postseason game which is just like michael vick was doing things that like nobody was doing you know and he was on top of the world and just, he got knocked off, you know, when the dog fighting came out. Yeah. You know, he, he tried redeeming himself after that by going to the Eagles and, you know, I think he even played for the Steelers and I forget who else he played for, if he played for anybody else, but, but yeah, those Eagles, those Eagles years talking about Michael Vick, he was an MVP candidate. Yeah. His first those, were, those were good. That's years. nuts. Yep. Those were good years that he spent. And on, that was what Eagles. that went from, he left the league in what, 2006? Or was it before that? I believe it was 2007 was when oh, everything came. It, yeah, that's when it all came out. And then he comes back in like 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. He's gone for five years. Yeah. And he's still I mean, playing, a guy, still playing a guy at that not level. Being, yeah, that's nuts. Imagine yeah. what he could have done in that five years if he was an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So do you, you guys buy, do you guys buy him? Going back and as soon as he's back in the NFL, he's like doing like be good to dog missions and stuff like that. Like, do you do you buy that or do you think that's like part of him going back to the NFL? The NFL is like, listen, just go and like speak to some schools about dog violence. Well, I think it's a wake up call going to going to jail. Yeah. I think I think I think once an asshole, always an asshole. I think he wasn't gonna do it again, but he was just like, fine, I have to do this. Like I don't wholeheartedly believe this. Like if you if you have the propensity to do that, you're not just changing in a couple years. Maybe and again, I haven't been to prison, maybe it did change him that much, but like you're still an asshole, like after coming out of jail. So it's it's hard to say because what he did was obviously it was yeah, it was very wrong. It was very bad. pretty horrific. From yeah. what, like, if you guys went into the details, of what they were doing to dogs, like, it they just like, wasn't. Yeah, they, they found went, like sixty. It was like over sixty. Like, yeah, they were like drowning dead, dogs. Dead dogs they were, yeah, like dogs that would lose, they drown them in like kitty. Pool. I don't want to get too graphic, yeah. but like, let's not get into the details too much. <laughs> they were ripping heads off. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was really bad, but it was nuts. So you guys had some extra stuff that you wanted to talk about in terms of like the Madden covers and even I don't you know, know. Steve I just want to hear Steve, what was your favorite Madden to play? Like if you when you think of your favorite, like whenever you were playing, what was that one Madden game? I like Madden 2001 with Eddie George on there. I All do. Right. I, I like, do love that one too. I was just totally was just great. it was totally different from nine. It was totally different from 2099. It's a big um, jump. What was. were you guys? What were you guys playing that on? Uh, that was N sixty four, wasn't it? No, two thousand one was PlayStation. That was PlayStation. Yeah, I think it was for the N sixty four too, though. I think I, could, sure. I think I I think I had memory playing that on the N sixty four. So, well, my my favorite, I already said it. I mean, I love like it was between two thousand three and two thousand four because I feel like okay. that's when a lot of like the like the uh, more advanced like gameplay and player features started to change and um it was just cool like you, you had the hot routes i think was one of the things they might have added in that year until yeah and yeah it was just really cool like they added a lot of like um advanced features with that one so i'd have to go with the yeah, 2004 but 
Um, in 2003, it was good too. I did have um, the one with Mar- Marshall, Marshall, Marshall Falk on the on the cover. So, uh, Steve- and after after 2008, it just hits that wall of like, well, after that 2009 game was that first like Frostbite next gen games, where like they weren't the same game. Like everything right. completely changed in how you played them and everything. And by the right. way, oh seven I used to dominate. Ask Brian because there was a glitch oh, play with Pasco Burris. Yeah, he used to throw the deep ball to the Plex every time. In what? In which one? Oh seven. Oh seven. Yeah, I remember I love, that. That was that was my favorite. Oh seven was stick, like, right. Was that the first year hit stick? I think oh six was the first year hit stick. First year, yeah, oh, it that might have been cool. actually no, it might have been oh five. Believe it or not. Oh, you know what? I because that's what I was saying. Ray that Lewis. 05, that 05, 06, 07 run of games was elite. Those were yeah. those were my that's my hot spot. I when I remember it, thinking, yeah, I, I put like in it, serious hours of Madden in those three games. Yeah. I feel like it dropped off a little bit after like 09 or or 10. Even. So 2008 is the year where EA's like doesn't do anything different from the previous game. Like it's the complete same game yeah. as Madden 07. And then Madden 09 comes out, and it's that next gen. And then from 09 to like now, like nothing's really changed outside of graphics and jerseys and stuff. Well, Mutt, they added Mutt in there. Yeah, the ultimate team and all that in the career mode. But do you guys remember? Do you guys remember? Sorry, one more thing. Do you guys remember Madden 09 being able to print different covers out for Brett Favre? Yeah. (laughs) Because that was the year he like retired, unretired, went to the Jets. He like there. I think there was a cover for him in the Jets. It, what was going on? Didn't he? Like, he didn't go to the Vikings. Like, he went to the Vikings a couple years after playing for the Jets, right? He played one year with the Jets and then he went to the Vikings. Okay. Yeah, he got he himself the in trouble. Yeah. Oh, is that that was the dick pick year? Yes. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that my little goodness. freak letting that thing fly out of his yeah, mind. Yeah, Cody Decker's baby. wife. Oh my goodness. Jesse That's... Decker. Yeah, j- yeah, it was uh, yeah, Jesse surgeon, surgeon. Yeah, whatever right. last name was Steve. You have some soundtrack stuff, right? For for men. Yeah, my favorite was 04. That was um, a really good soundtrack. Yeah, I agree. That was an awesome soundtrack. Yeah, even 03. 03 was really good too. And like, what happened? Like, it went from like rock to now. It's just like. Just very heavy hip hop. Like listen, old four, yeah, Blink One Eighty Two, uh, action, uh, a- AFI with the leaving song. Um, what else you had here? Alien Ant Farm with D- these days. Was Yellow Card on the, there? I can't. The Roots remember. with Rock You, Joe Bone, Blink- Pump It Up, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, Bone Crusher was on there. with Never Scared of Mad Remix. Yeah, I think you. I think you guys are realizing that there are a lot of different people that would play these Madden games and. That's how wide of the the range of these people are. There are going to be people who like are probably saying those are the worst soundtracks. Oh, they were the best though. They were the best. the best. I one. mean, it's like so. Yeah, it's like so biased towards like rap and hip hop now. I mean, just... I think honestly, after two thousand six, I started just turning the volume down on sports video games in general and just started playing my own music. <laughs> so for hockey. No, yeah, even I- like. I play. I've been playing legit NHL since 2001. Every game, after probably 2007, because 2005 NHL had 2004, 2005 had the best soundtrack. Uh, I legit when I play video games, the rare times I do, I'm going mute on my TV and I'm listening to a podcast or I'm playing music. 
Is that weird? Do you guys not do that? No, I, I listen no, to shows I, when I play games. Yeah, I feel like, uh, no, uh, no to the both of you. I just I need to be like immersed in the game. I just need to like have the volume on. I think it's my, my ADHD. And I want to say like... the first, and the first one I played was Madden '94. Yeah, that's that's I, going way back. That I was think the first mine, one I ever played. Mine was '96 or '97. Um, but it was because it was at my grandma's house in Canada where there was nothing to do. She had it on her PC, so I would just sit there and play it on the PC. I didn't even play it like on a like a TV <laughs> like console. I had my yeah. Sega Genesis. My my first man was either two thousand or two thousand one, and I think it, I think it was I think it was on sixty four. They weren't the same age. Yeah, I know. But you, yeah, yeah but that, but you have a much older brother though. Yeah, that man two thousand one was definitely like now that you say that, Brian. I definitely remember playing that on sixty four. Yeah, it was yeah. for everything. PlayStation two. Yeah, I had it just, they have for Game yeah. Boy Color. It's yeah. crazy to think about playing a sports video game on that controller, like. I don't know. It just it was such a weird controller. I couldn't imagine having to use that D-pad and the joystick and I don't know. <laughs> you remember how crazy that thing was? Yeah, that was so hard to get used to. That yeah, like revolutionized like that right controller. In the middle, right in the middle of the controller. It's so dumb. You're holding the middle and then like the right side or left side if you're a lefty. <laughs> yeah, and you then like, if you want you like rarely use the D-pad. Ever. Yeah, if you want to use a D-pad for something, like you literally have to like jump to it quickly. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! All right, uh, we reached the final segment of the show. Um, oh shit! We stuck in a whole other segment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the weekly fix. I know we got to wrap this up. We got to wrap this Let's up go quick. quickly Let's go because quick. because uh, yeah, the uh, the director's yelling in my ear here. So, <laughs> which is my it's my favorite segment of the show, and we're going to be doing this every show going forward, where we pick the winners of the upcoming games for the uh, week ahead. Um, so this is something, yeah, like I said, we're, we'll be doing this every week going forward. Um, now that the NFL regular season has started, uh, we're also going to make our eliminator predictions at the very end of our weekly picks, uh, where we each pick one team every week that we think is going to win or has the highest chance of winning. Um, if that team wins, you survive in advance to the next week. If the team loses, um, that's it. You're done. You're done for the season. You're eliminated. Uh, hence the name. So, uh, and of course, uh, we can all pick the same teams for the Eliminator, um, but we're going to uh, mix up the order every week um, so that we don't see each other's picks, obviously. So let's get started with the uh, weekly picks. Yeah, the the big game that we already um, talked in depth about to start the show. It's the first Thursday nighter of the season. Uh, Bills at Rams. Bills are favored by two and a half. Uh, Joe, who do you have? I will go... uh... Bills, despite me really, really liking the Rams spread in money line. <laughs> if I'm just picking the winner, I'm going Bills. All right, Steve, what do you have? I'm going Bills. Wow, so you're both on the Bills. I have the Rams in that one. All right, and then we move on to the Sunday games. Here's all the one o'clock games. Uh, first, we have the Saints at Falcons. Joe, who do you have? Saints. Yeah, the Saints. Do you, want to, do you want us to talk about a decision or now? Yeah, you guys. I mean, if you guys want to talk about your picks, that's fine. I forgot to mention, too, the Saints are favored um, by five and a half. In that one. No, I think the Saints are going to be a, a sneaky kind of 
sleeper pick team this year. I think they're going to sneak up on a lot of teams. I like the Saints just have a Winston over uh, Marcus Mariota. That's the one thing I wouldn't, I would completely disagree with actually from what I've been seeing and hearing. <laughs> but, um, oh boy. I think the Saints are just a better team. Yeah. All right. So we're all on the Saints. I have the Saints as well. Uh, Browns at Panthers. Panthers are favored by one and a half. Uh, Joe, who do you have? 49ers. I mean, the Bears are a complete catastrophe right now. You just picked the wrong game. Oh, well, I'm going off the list that you have. Oh, Browns and Panthers still? <laughs> you skipped over the Browns and Panthers completely. I wasn't. That just shows how much I was oh, to Brian and how much yeah. I'm planning ahead. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, man. I appreciate uh, it. I'll go, I'll go Browns. I'll be different okay. here. All right. Why are you going I'm going Panthers with Baker. Revenge. I think that line for the Panthers is going to be pretty detrimental. And I think the Browns defense, if they can really get to Mayfield, I think Mayfield might get in the center a little bit with this game. Okay, Steve, why I are think, you going? Oh, go sorry. Ahead. No, no, no. No, I just think Baker is going to be good this year. I just think this game is kind of a trap game for him. Yeah. Okay, Steve, why are you going with the Panthers? Uh, I just think more of Baker for revenge and hopefully McCaffrey can score a touchdown and get his career going again. Um, so I, I like the Panthers. Yeah, this is definitely a revenge game for Baker, and I like I like that you said that, Steve, because I'm going with the Panthers too. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's got a lot to prove. Um, all right, now Joe, now we now you can say your pick for 49ers at Bears, and I, I, like, believe... I like the Steelers and Bengals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take the I like the 49ers. Bengals are a catastrophe. I'm not sold on Justin Fields. Yeah, and the 49ers are favored by six and a half in this one. Steve, who do you have? Give me those orange jerseys, baby. I'm going oh, Chicago. Goodness. Give me the upset. Crickets. <laughs> I'll have to throw that in. <laughs> oh, man. I'm I'm going with the 49ers on this one. I think they're just a better team overall. I Who's quarterback in the Bears again? Is it Justin Fields? Yeah, who's Justin quarterback Fields. in the Niners, not Jimmy. Trey yeah, Lance. but it's Trey Lance. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what Trey Lance has to offer. Soldier Field, good luck. <laughs> um, uh, Romstein played there a couple days ago, so you know that field is going to be torn up after they played Duas. Yeah, that's an advantage be, for Chicago. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> All right, next we have Steelers at Bengals. Bengals are favored by six and a half. Joe, who do you have? Uh, you got to go with. Uh, well, is Joey Burrow back? Do we, we? He's back, right? He's I believe he's good starting. To go. Yeah, I believe he's good to go. He's yeah. starting week one. Yep. So we'll go Bengals. I mean, that would have been a the the line is like six and a half. You have there, it. it yeah, I, it's, it's, it'd be silly to kind of pick against them right now and go to a team the Steelers who, yeah, they have Trubisky as a quarterback, but there was kind of like a quarterback room that is bad, still battling for the spot. I feel like. Okay, Steve, who do you have? I like the Bengals by a field goal. Um, I still believe in the Steelers defense, uh, defense really well. And that's, you know, one of the highest paid defense in the league. So I I'll give the Steelers a fighting chance, but I think the Bengals will win by a field goal. So if, if that happens you and the Steelers win, you do not, just because you said it was a field goal, you do not get that win, just so you know. You did not have to okay. specify that. <laughs> I... I have the Bengals. I think they're going to pick up right where they left off last year. I think Burrow is going to be excellent, um, along with Chase and and um, who's the other receiver there? I had him last year, Higgins. 
Uh, Mixon's going to be tearing it up in the backfield. I think their defense will be fine. Um, Steelers, there's a lot of question marks with them. I think they, I think they're kind of going through a little bit of rebuilding mode right now. But you have the Bengals in that one. Uh, Eagles at Lions, and Eagles are favored by three and a half. Joe, who do you have? Uh, I like the Eagles. I haven't watched the last episode of Hard Knocks yet, so I don't know who got cut from the Lions. Don't spoil it for me. Um, it's detrimental to your pick, right? Yeah, it is. It is because that's where I learn everything from Hard Knocks. Um, but I do not watch that crappy version of it they play during the regular season. <laughs> um, I'll, I like the Eagles. I think I, I said it earlier too. I think they're going to be pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Hurts, Devonte Adams, not right. Yes. AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, they're good. Steve, who do you have? Well, I'll go with the Eagles. Um, well, lines are not not there yet, and the Eagles with the with the running game more than and then having Brown. So I'll go with the Philly. Yeah, I'm also going with Philly. I mean, I have them winning that uh, NFC East division this year, and Lions. I just don't see much improvement out of them. I know it's in Detroit, but yeah, I'm interested to see how well the Eagles do this year. I mean, I'm I'm very high in them this year, so. You guys um, both. You guys both just played yourself. I called. I said Devonte Adams. It's Devonte Smith on the Eagles. Oh, well, Devonte Smith. Yeah, the he's. I, I got the mixed up. It's uh, late. Yeah, we've been doing this for two hours now. It feels like. <laughs> I know. All right. Both an hour show. <laughs> I'm drained. <laughs> All right. Next we have Colts at Texans. Joe, do you have? Oh, Colts Colt. are favored seven and a half. Colts. I mean, seven and a half is a lot of points um, to give a team. Matt Ryan's. Matty Ice, baby, and I think I think again we talked about the Colts uh, last week. I think they're going to be a very good team this year, which just because of the addition of Matt Ryan. Okay, Steve, who do you? I have? agree, Colts. Anything with Joe said on there. All right, yep. Spot I think that's, that's an easy one. I can't even name a, a starter from um, the Texans. So yeah, I'm Andre Johnson. Yeah, I, I don't know who that is. All right, uh, Patriots at Dolphins. Dolphins are favored by three and a half. Joe, what do you have? Oh, I like. The, I mean, I, I hate. I keep picking the favorite, but the Dolphins here. I feel like the gap should be more than three and a half. I think the Dolphins are really good. Talk about them, you know, extensively because of you, Ryan. Um, they. I think. I think that factor in how good the Dolphins are, how down the Patriots have been, and that factor of the Dolphins always <laughs> frustrate the Patriots. I think the Dolphins could beat them by two scores. Yeah. Steve, who do you have? Uh, I like Dolphins on this one. Uh, if this year, if this started in New England, I was going to pick the Patriots. Um, I need more of the home field, and the Dolphins going to get going with two on Hill. So I like Dolphins. I think that's a really good point, Steve. I, I I feel the same way. I think if it started in New England, I think I would go with the Patriots. But the fact that it's in Miami, I think you have that home field advantage, and I think that's what this game is kind of kind of about, actually, um, to open up the season. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Dolphins on this one. Uh, Ravens at Jets. Ravens are favored by seven and a half. Joe, who do you have? Ah, uh, Ravens. I mean, the Jets are complete complete disaster right now. I think they're going with Joe Flacco week one, which will be an interesting they game are. to watch. Joe he Flacco named, going in. Yeah, just name the starter. Yeah. Um, that's not enough for me to say. Oh, Joe Flacco revenge game or anything, but um, because the Ravens are still very good with Lamar Jackson, so Ravens. 
Steve, who do you yeah, have? I got the Ravens too. Um, I think uh, Flacco might be a target practice for the the Baltimore's defense. Yeah, speaking of defense, the Ravens ranked first in run defense and third in rush offense last year. And how about those Jets? <laughs> the Jets haven't had a thousand yard rusher since Chris Ivory in 2015. Wow. My goodness. Yeah. When was LT there? LT was LT at a thousand yards, but that was before that, right? That, that was like... before that, yeah. Because I think he retired, yeah, not too long. I think I that... say Curtis Martin. <laughs> that was like, like 2004, right? <laughs> yeah, way back. Yeah, I'm going with the Ravens in this one, uh, guys. Uh, Jaguars at Commanders. Commanders are actually favored two and a half in this one. Joe, who do you have? I'll take the Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence kind of been now hasn't really been talked about a lot. We haven't really even talked about him a whole lot. Um, losing Urban Meyer, they get a great coach, Doug Peterson. Um, and you look at the Commanders, and they have Carson Wentz as their starting quarterback. Having again a team that kind of is in disarray right now. I think I'd almost rather be on the Jaguars at the moment than the Commanders. So yeah, I mean they had their rookie running back Brian Robinson Jr. Was I think he and what's his name? Hurt too. Uh, who's their defensive guy for the Washington? Um, oh, who's their no lineman idea. there? He just recently got hurt too. Um. Yeah, I agree with Joe. I think Doug Peterson is a great, great pickup, better than any player to have. Philly, Philly. I think Urban Meyer is just a complete train wreck. Yeah, and it was terrible for Trevor Lawrence, which he has a lot of talent. He got, he got the lady. He got ladies though. Yeah, I'm going with Jackson though. <laughs> finger, finger to chick at a bar. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, you I'm can't going trust once either. I'm going against both of you on this. I'm, I'm taking the home team with the you commanders. Take the commanders. Yeah, commanders. <laughs> in this one um so the four o'clock games uh giants at titans titans are favored by five and a half joe who do you have um if these teams were flipped and it was in new york i'd actually probably take the giants but i think uh titans being at home kind of letting that first game with derrick henry get letting loose a little bit i think it's a good game for him to kind of get back into it and really get his get his legs moving um, out of the Titans. Steve, we're going well, with the Giants. Um, I just think it might be a trap game for Tennessee more than the Giants playing well. So I'm going with the Giants. I'm, I'm going to agree with Joe on this and take the Titans. I, hopefully it's not a trap game. <laughs> uh, Chiefs at Cardinals. Chiefs are favored by five and a half. Joe, who do you have? Uh, we'll go Chiefs. Chiefs are still Chiefs. I think we talked about this game extensively already, so mm-hmm. I don't need to do too much. But, you know, there's still a team that was fighting for a Super Bowl the last three or four years. So no reason to think that they're not going to be doing that again this year. All right, Steve. Yeah, I agree. I go with Mahomes and Reed. Um, I trust them more than Kyle Murray with this game. Yeah, I think you take quarterback-coach combo on this one. Um, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. Uh, Chargers are favored three and a half. Joe, who do you have? I was trying to convince myself of going Raiders, but I can't. The Chargers at home, we've been hyping up the Chargers so much. I, I, there's no reason not to take them. I mean, they're so they're going to be so good. They, on, on paper, they should be so good. 
All right, Steve, who do you have? I'm going with the Raiders. Um, I need a good game to prove uh, McDaniel's car and Adams uh, trio to really prove a point for week one. I'm going to take the Chargers on this one. I mean, you all know that. Obviously, I'm very high in them this year. I need to have them possibly winning the AFC. So, yeah, I think they're going to start off the season strong this year. So, yeah, I have the Chargers. All right, Packers at Vikings. Packers are favored by one and a half. Joe, who do you have? Uh, I like the Vikings. Vikings at home. Um, Kirk Cousins kind of being able to get a new offense under him. Hopefully that kind of settles things down. Justin Jefferson and then that that pack the Packers wide receiver issue right now of you know I they've yet to really prove anything I haven't seen a whole lot out of them because they're in Green Bay but young talent with an old, an older Randall Cobb is Randall Cobb still on the Packers he's yeah he's still a receiver yeah. there holy moly yeah but it, he's not he there's no way he's going to be a top two get top three guy for them. Right. Well, that's number one. So, I mean, they're going to have to prove themselves. And it's already been pretty evident that Aaron Rodgers had to kind of speak out and, and get them motivated. So, I yeah. think this will be a. It's also a big rivalry game too for that for that division. So, mm-hmm. um, I like the Vikings in that. Okay, Steve, who do you have? Well, I'm going Rodgers and the Packers. I just can't go against Aaron Rodgers yet. And, uh, you know, I think Joe's right. Minnesota does have a good team with, with um, you know, causes home with uh, Jefferson and uh, Cook. But oh, I, 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 I like, completely forgot about Dalvin Cook. That's a whole other factor in that offense, but, too, right? I, I still go with Rodgers. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the Vikings on this one. I mean, they're at home. I don't know. It, it's, it's hard because Vikings have, like, the new, you know, the new coaching staff this year, obviously. Um, they have a new offensive coordinator too, right? In there, with yes. Head coach, yeah. They're well, their head coach is who? It's the um, offensive coordinator for the Rams, right? I believe. I mean, things are going to look pretty different for the Vikings, but I just can't. Kevin, like, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, from from the Rams. I mean, I just can't. I just can't go against. I mean, I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan, but I can't go against Dalvin Cook and, and Jefferson and Thielen and. I mean, even their defense is still, I mean, it's still pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings. All right, the Sunday night game, uh, Buccaneers at Cowboys. Buccaneers are favored by two and a half. Joe, who do you have? Uh, the Buccaneers. Very kind of showed my feelings on the Cowboys and, and this and this whole game, but I, I think Tom Brady back. He's going to want to prove a lot of people kind of, hey, like I'm still here. I'm not distracted. He's going to ball. Steve, who do you have? Yeah, uh, I agree. I go with the Buccaneers or the Cowboys. I agree. I go with Brady in any condition he's in over uh, Prescott. Yeah. I have no concerns about Brady in the Bucs. I'm, I'm going with the Buccaneers. An easy one. Um, and then the Monday Nighter, which will be a homecoming game for uh, Russell Wilson. Um, so, yeah, I wonder how the, the fan reception will be with that. Uh, Broncos at Seahawks. Broncos are favored by six and a half. Joe, who do you have? Broncos. Not I mean we I I feel like I overhyped the Broncos uh the last two weeks um with just the addition of Russell Wilson, but it this Seahawks team I don't think is gonna be very good. So it's a good kind of game for Russell Wilson to come home, put his nuts on the table, say 
daddy's home and, and run train on, on the Seahawks. Okay. All right, Steve, what do you have? I'm going with the Broncos. Um, oh, my goodness. Besides the, besides the Colts it. might be the lock of the week. Say I it. Think say it, Steve. This is the second game for lock of the week. I'm not saying nothing, Joe, but I'm going to go with the Broncos. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, by the way, Seattle's starting with Geno Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say another. Remember when he got punched in the Jets locker room? Yeah. That was a goal of story. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, I'm going with the Broncos as well. Um, I just don't see the Seahawks being a very good team this year. I mean, they may switch their quarterbacks like halfway through the year, but um, yeah, I have to go with Ross and the Broncos. Uh, let's ride on this one. Uh, and that brings us to our eliminator picks. So, Joe, we start with you. Who's the one team that you're going to pick to move on this week? Any any of the teams playing, right? Yeah, you can pick any teams for week one. But once you pick that team, you can't go back to that team. That, that pick is already done. I will go... So pick wisely. It's tough. Uh, I'll go 49ers because I'm not sure I'd really be going to them again. And I think it's an easy one for them. So 49ers over the Bears. Okay. At, and they're at the Bears too. Okay. Steve, who do you have? I think I already know who you have. But... I have Denver. Well, that's not who I thought. No, so I'm just going to go Russell Wilson at Seattle. He's going to stick it to him. So I, I'm going with wow. Okay. I may actually be out uh, right away <laughs> after week one. Steve, you were, you were like alluding to it like so much early on, but yeah, I'm going with the Titans over the Giants. That, that could be a trap game for the uh, for the Titans, like you said. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a risk here and go with the Titans. So what do we get if we get this winning eliminator thing? We get in like a we each gotta send like the winner like a hundred bucks or something. I don't know. We we could discuss it as the show goes on, you know, later in the season. But yeah, we'll we'll come up with something good for it. Is Brian, is, could Brian get score. mail? Could Brian get any mail or anything towards where he's gonna live? He's gonna have any service. <laughs> Worst score has to give out their email, and everyone can subscribe them to like junk emails. <laughs> oh, going really techie there. Uh, we'll, we'll or think we of, just do we'll we just something. do a straight up we do a straight up pinky bet. Loser uh, lo- loser has to chop off like the tip of their pinky. Okay, like <laughs> above the above the tip, like above the <laughs> fingernail, just like slice it off. Oh boy! And All then right. put, and then put a put a video out, and then we we play the audio during the podcast. Oh jeez, uh, I don't know if we're gonna go that severe, but all right, that's I'm that's... tired. This has been a long podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's all the time we have for our show this morning. Please join us next Thursday, same time, same podcast. Uh, We'll be discussing how Emmanuel Sanders plans to spend his retirement. And we'll also be talking about how supporting your father-in-law's team could score you a touchdown in the bedroom. Thank you for tuning in to the Thursday morning football (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Brought to you by Joe's favorite NFL team. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Thursday Morning Football Podcast. This has been a DNK Global Studios production. Please debate responsibly.